What's good, everybody? This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast, and this is another episode, Conversations About Life with Michael Barata. This week, our special guest is Carrie Scattergood, and we are talking about divorce and breaking up. And this all kind of happened from a conversation that Carrie and I were having from a podcast that she was on a couple of weeks ago. And a small joke about Carrie being a divorce doula, which maybe one day she will be. Right now, we'll say we are all divorce enthusiasts. But I do want to say that this show is not about just go and break up, go and break up, go break up. It really is about honoring yourself and honoring your truth. And surprise, surprise, having open communication with your partners. So if you're listening to this and you're in a space of feeling uncomfortable with your partner, ask yourself, did we stop communicating? Have we stopped communicating? And start there in trying to bring the relationship back to life. We have to communicate and we stop. I know from my own experience, from my divorce, a lot of the things that went down was because me and my ex-wife were not communicating. And it got to a point that the, the communication had literally stopped, that it was nearly impossible to have an adult civil conversation. And that's what happens. We stop communicating, and then it gets super weird and super awkward to have any kind of conversation. So for everyone that is out there in relationship, for the love of God, talk to each other. Talk about what you like. Talk about what you don't like. Talk about what you like sexually. Talk about what you don't like sexually. Literally have the conversations that you are afraid to have. Because if you can't share openly with your partner, why are you in partnership? And I know that might sound harsh, but really, if there is something that you feel you cannot share with the person that you're sharing your life with, you may want to reevaluate everything that's going on because you should be able to share absolutely everything and anything with the person that you are in partnership with. So with that in mind, as always, head to my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com. Check out all of the offerings that I have. A lot of new things coming up for the summer, so be on the lookout for that. Please follow Michael and Carrie. They are both a wealth of knowledge and information. If we say anything in this episode that you feel someone would enjoy, please share it with your friends. Put it in your stories. Put it on your socials. Do all that good stuff. And now grab a cup of tea, coffee, wine, whatever, and enjoy this beautiful conversation. To, to uh, you know, reboot. There you it's are. so dark. I'm so dark. You're not Where's dark. You look great. You look fantastic. Okay, cool. Ah, what's up, everybody? This is Carrie. Hi. Whoa. Uh, Carrie Scattergood. Right? That's for real. Scattergood is back. Yeah. <laughs> Scatter good is back. Uh, never left, but now she's back. Yeah. Right, right. So, really quick, before we get into all the things, I want to make sure that we. He literally just gets up and walks away. I wanted to say. I want to turn my fan off. So I want to. I want to. All right, how about this? Everyone, you know what? Let's all just take a moment. And... That that was the you guys. <laughs> he, he just gets up and walks away. I was going to fix the light there. Yeah, I was, it's like, I, you 
know, I like, uh, I framed myself out and now it's not the same frame. So, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make the photographer guy happy, okay? I know. Oh, you, you framed beautifully. Where's um, my balance? Yeah. <laughs> so really quick, I want to um, wish Michael a birthday. Happy birthday. His birthday was on Monday. Um, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Michael. Everyone thank send Michael some birthday love. Thank you. Thank you. No, enough about Michael. F yeah. that guy. On to Carrie. <laughs> On to Carrie. I so I, I kind of feel like maybe, Carrie, we should clear things up a little. Because Carrie and I were joking around. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a divorce doula. And I'm like, get a V. You are. Carrie's going to be on the show. She's a divorce doula. <laughs> Like, yeah. wait, I don't think that's true yet. Wait, hold on. <laughs> but I mean, really, is there really training? Come on. No, there's not. I think maybe going through it is good training. I think that would probably be the best training. Yeah. But, yeah. but why don't you tell us all a little bit about yourself? Who is Carrie? The divorce like, what enthusiast. Are, what, <laughs> what are my labels? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm Carrie. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, I, that's a, I don't know why that's such a hard question. Um, I'm divorced. I'm 41. I'm Welcome married. to the club. Uh, yeah, I have two kiddos. Uh, I, I work deep in the matrix as a lawyer. Um, I, I also teach yoga uh, on the side. And um, people randomly call me in my life uh, asking me how to get divorced. I think that's a... <laughs> hey, yoga love. Um, that's, a, so, that's a neat check-in phone call. Right. Yeah. Like, hey, so Carrie, what's up? I'm curious. Yeah, hey, Tell how me how to get you? divorced. Or like, how did you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? It was like, is always kind of the question. Oh, so it kind of, it, so it, it, it started off more so as... Uh, your personal or social circle obviously knew that you were going through one so then they maybe just started to reach out to you after you did yours and basically just had like general questions yeah kind of okay. like uh who, where do i sleep and how do i pay for stuff and <laughs> what happens to the dog and uh you know like those first few months yeah right. i think yeah you both have gone through it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we have jackets didn't you get your jacket yet i did <laughs> I didn't. Is it, is it like embroidered? Uh-huh. Has your name. Big on the back. It's great. Face. Okay. Is it like a crying heart? <laughs> no, a really big smiley face. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think like we connected. Well, Joe, I've known you for a, while, a long time. But I had, um, I had done another podcast a few weeks ago. And it was supposed to be about like yoga and 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 the host had we had a very similar divorce story so we wound up spending 20 minutes talking about that and then yeah that, that started the whole thing yeah it, it's interesting because you know michael and i had no clue what this whole little thursday night thing was going to turn into and then it just like took on a life of its own and you know it's like i saw that i'm like oh well, we should talk about that because the last two weeks we talked about relationships relationships yeah so why not talk about, you know, relationships sometimes end, too. And, and maybe it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I will tell you this, though. This past week, um, I've been thinking a lot about my divorce. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing and things that I didn't even realize. It was, like, eight years ago, maybe. It was a long time ago. 
Um, but I was thinking about things that I didn't realize then, but now like re-looking at it, I'm sure I've looked at it through, you know, over the eight years too. But this past week, there were like new things that hit me and I'm like, oh wow, oh wow, like I, wow. And, and I say this in a way like, Amy and I, my ex-wife, we literally like had a discussion before we got married. I was like, should we, should we do this or should we just kind of have a party? Mm. But we did it. Michael was there. He was the best man. He gave the worst best man speech ever. <laughs> I do my best for my best friend. Horrible. It was horrible. Horrible. That's when I knew it was over when she looked at me and said, why is he telling a story? I was like, <laughs> no, oh, no. shit. <laughs> Speaking truth. <laughs> um, but it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, Michael, how about you? Have Since, since your um, entry into this world, looking back, real, having new realizations, being like, oh. Uh, I mean, I think what's interesting, and, I don't, and again, uh, uh, Carrie, this is where I'll be, love to be able to default to your knowledge or awareness on this, because sometimes I don't feel like I can name it, but um, I think the, what has happened with me is when I look back, I feel I have this awareness, obviously, that um, either I was lacking or tuned out from before the marriage, because I feel like if I would have had this deeper awareness, not because, of, not because I knew how it, how it ended, but because I learned more about maybe the, um, the, the, how it began starting right the starting point of it and recognize no oh, maybe didn't really sit with that i didn't really accept that wasn't really aware of that <laughs> you know what i mean but i got kind of wrapped up in the well this is you know i i have really strong feelings for her and i feel this love and now the next step is this right i mean that's you know that's what we do we get on that conveyor belt and i think that's kind of where maybe didn't put enough thought into is that the next step you want to take like you said like should we do this or should we have a party it's like we seem to be having a good time. Should we just stay in the good time zone? <laughs> so, Brett, I wonder what would have happened if it would have been like if we didn't, you know, like because most people, it's like, all right, we're not getting married. Then it's just like, all right, we're not going to do anything. We're not right. following it off. It's like, yeah, this is we're so over. so. So, Carrie, when people reach reach out, I'm going to probably ask you maybe the the question you hear the most, but I mean, maybe there's a reason for that. But uh, why is what is the reason that you hear? when people come to you to ask for advice or, or just talk about that, that they feel it's time for a divorce. Hmm. I don't know. If I think it's, it's, it's interesting. It sounds a little bit like both of what you are saying. The, the people that I talk to is that it, it sounds like it was never there from the beginning. Mm. If that makes sense. Right. Sure. Like mm -hmm. I think that the people who stick it out or who keep going or who try, um, they, they have this anchor from they have some kind of anchor and I remember when I did this because I we we felt this way at this time and I believe we can get back to it mm -hmm. um and the people who are just like oh man what am I doing with my life <laughs> like right. there, there tends not to be that that anchor mm -hmm. for them like when they look back in the beginning it's kind of like mm -hmm. um and so then what do you tie yourself to, right? Like, what are you working your way back to if there was nothing there? In the, you know, like, not there was nothing there, but like, what are you working your way back to? And do, do, do people come to you with, uh, like, hey, listen, we've, we've tried counseling, we've tried therapy, we've tried the long time, I mean, or is it just basically like, I've been feeling this for a while, don't even want to talk about it because 
I just, I know that's my truth. And so how do yeah, I Yeah, usually there's some kind of therapy, whether it's couple okay. or solo. Okay. Um, or it's just been, uh, we've known this for a long time, but for none of us, are, neither of us are willing to move on it. Okay. Like so I have an interesting stuff. question. Uh, oh, I hope it's okay to ask. Um, but Michael and I talk about it. So from a, a male perspective, Michael and I pretty much have both agreed that like we were not going to be the ones where like, yep, I'm out, we're leaving, right? right. Like both my ex-wife and Michael's ex-wife were like, all right, get the fuck out or I'm getting the fuck out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember like- tonight or am I? Yeah. My, <laughs> my experience was a little softer than that, but yeah, kind of. <laughs> I was, it was a little softer. And, and same, you know, same with Amy. And me and Amy are still really good friends. So I don't want, you know, anyone that's, you know, watching or listening, like literally like, the divorce was the best thing for our friendship because we're still literally best friends. Right. We weren't best friends right from the get go, you know, but we still, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful to have her in my life. Anyway, she walked, you know what I mean? She was like, I'm walking. And I remember sitting on the floor thinking like, oh man, I'm Ross, I'm fucking Ross. I'm the, re I'm the divorce dude. Yeah, you know, like, and I, like, I would have conversations with Mike. I'm like, I don't want to be Ross. I don't want to be Ross. <laughs> um, so I, I'm curious if you would like to share a, a little bit about your experience. How, how, how did it, like, how did the end actually happen? I, if that I, makes sense. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think I think it was. Um, I, I mean, I I think I had had thought about it for a lot longer. Um, and he asked the question, you know, like something's going on and I couldn't, it got to the point where I didn't want to lie about it anymore, mm -hmm. um, to myself or like, anyway, I never really ever really say it out loud, but it was something that I had been thinking about for some time. Um, so yeah. And I think what you're saying is, is from what I've heard from other people, it is, I'm trying to think now. Mo almost always it's it's the if it's a like a this gender heterosexual marriage right it is the woman who tends to initiate it mm -hmm. yeah in after you know post um divorce and conversations that i've had with amy and even when we were like breaking up and even when we were married she was like you need to be single like you need to be single and literally it was this week it kind of hit me i'm like I moved to Philadelphia and I was 21 and I moved in with Amy because Amy needed a roommate and I needed a place to live. So I moved to Philly and pretty much was like, not that yeah. we were instantly in a relationship, but it happened. And I didn't like date and I was in my early twenties and I was living in a city and I came from like this small little town in the Poconos and she was so right, but I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Like literally when your girlfriend says you should be dating people, I'm like, ah, no. Know this, we should do this, and now I'm like, all oh, right, like I should have been. Yeah, you needed to you know. fill some oats. Yeah, you needed to yeah. be Joey for a while, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about people that are just afraid to like even like initiate the conversation? Like, I'm going to have this conversation, and I can't, I, I would rather not because I don't want to hurt them. Yeah, I think that's everybody. I think that's so many people, right? I think it takes 
years, I think, for people, for a lot of people to have that conversation. It's scary. Like, it totally upends everything, right? It upends mm-hmm. everything. It takes away all of your security, all of your safety, all of your known. I mean, you're with this person for how long? And even if you have, even if you have the kind of upper hand in the resources of the marriage, which one somebody tends to, right? It's you're totally disrupting your whole life and your spouse's life and your whole circle of people. I mean, like, like, like I had aunts and aunts and uncles that were like so upset. (laughs) 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 They see you twice a year. Like, you know, like, uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, I think, yeah, I think the fear is real. The feel is fear is real. But I, for like, I, I talk to people, I'm like, at some point though, the, like, aren't you, and you and I talked about this, Joe, briefly, like, aren't you afraid of living the rest of your life unfulfilled or sad or, you know, crying in the car or like what, you know, what is your breaking point? What's your tipping point of of wanting to change, get out, do something different? I don't, you know. So I often wonder that when it's like, you you see people or hear stories of somebody like, I don't want to go home. Because I just don't yeah. want to perform, like you're you sitting know? in your car in your driveway or in the parking lot, and you're just like, "Oh man, all right." So, yeah. so Carrie, when when and you know, it's interesting when we talk about like the dynamic in terms of the um, you know the, the feeling. I think when people get to this particular point, and you know, last last summer I went through like a, a one day class, and it kind of brought some stuff up about divorce, which I found so interesting, because, you know, the story we hear is that how bad um, divorce can be. And they clarified it in this in this little class where it's like, um, bad divorces are bad. Divorce can be good. And what might even be worse than all of that is an unhealthy marriage or, you know, an un- or a toxic marriage. So, you know, with, with that kind of dynamic, this belief that divorce you know the connotation that's already associated with that term when people are are you when people come to you or or just conversations you've had have people reached a boiling point that it's like now animus or are are you still are you seeing more people like no it's kind of like a common understanding there's a mutuality people aren't really at each other's throats they just realize this version has run its course like are you still getting the the real friction or are you you kind of noticing maybe people are a little more aware and a little more open that this just isn't working. I think it's usually one person who's aware and the other Mm. person is in denial. Ah. And then the person who is in denial, what if, if it gets to the point where they have the conversation tends to react in a very interesting way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, you have to give that person like, uh, I can't like, because I initiated this and like, I've been dumped, right? Like the rejection of that is unfathomable. So we have to, that's came out of my mouth weird, but you got it right. (laughs) So, right. We have to, we have to, uh, you know, leave space for that. But I don't see, I don't talk to a lot of people where there is like this animosity. There is this, big bang unless it's really kind of and I, I use this term very loosely one-sided because I think that both people know what's going on it's just one person's gonna take the step mm. um that the the kind of fire doesn't start until the, the person who's did not initiate it then reacts okay um, is I mean but that's just kind of and but I'm also in this you know kind of more yogic conscious uh self-reflective world 
um, at least outside of my career. <laughs> career. <laughs> sure. Because um, so, that's very not that way. Um, so I think that there's a lot of self-reflection self going on before they get to that point where then they can say, okay, we want to hopefully at some point be friends, right? Make this, you know, as much as possible coming together and moving forward together, especially if there's kids and stuff involved. Right. Yeah. See, that's interesting to me. So with, with that then, because you were talking about self-reflection, I was going to actually ask you with, you know, this direction you're moving in with, with you know, this, this is what we're talking about. Is that something that you find though you have to help people with that maybe they haven't really reached the, maybe the ones that are in denial haven't really given themselves that time or space to be self-reflective and that's some of the guidance you provide or is it more therapy, you know, more of a therapeutic where we put two people in the room and you're like, you know, talk about your differences, talk, you know, what, I mean, what, what is it like, how, how do you, how, how would you walk people through like without, you know, giving it, you know, giving everything away, but how, how do you walk people through that process if you have somebody who is accepting this is where we've been and somebody who's denying, nah, that's not how it is. Like, how, how do you walk through, how do you navigate that? Yeah, so I mean, so there's there's two two kind of ways I've helped in these situations, right? One, I'm a trained divorce mediator, right? So uh, I'm able to sit down with two people. I, you know, I'm a trained mediator. So there's that, right, where we have two people who are coming together and we, we have a goal to actually write down a settlement agreement and do all of that stuff. So when we're, when I'm working with both people, it's in that, usually in that context, if I'm just, you know, talking to one person, it's typically, um, I am almost an, like divorce doula is a funny term, but it kind of is true. I, I'm usually working with the person who is initiating and wanting to end, okay. right. Um, wanting to birth a new life, if you want to put it that way. Sure. <laughs> they want to birth a new, a new way of way into being. Um, and um, it's more of a kind of, it's more of a support system for that person. Um, and I'm not, I don't have any training. I'm not a therapist or anything like that. It's just kind of uh, people find me. I want to jump on something you said, because I think this yeah. is so important, because again, I think this fundamentally goes to a lot of the things that Joe and I have been talking about, kind of the direction we're moving with some of the things that we want to do. But I think this is so very important for, for everybody that's listening is again, if you think about the stories around divorce that we hear, it's so focused on ending, ending, ending. But what you just said was beautiful. You positioned it as a birthing of something new, a beginning. And I think that, I, and, I, and I know that there are people that, you know, that might just roll their eyes at that because again, they're so attached or, or at least stuck with divorce being bad, negative and end, you know, and, and animosity. You know. But the, when you say it like that, like as soon as you said it, I kind of perked up because I'm like, that's, pretty freaking good right there because I think you can get you can get motivated and excited and open to what a beginning feels like if you allow yourself but if you start focusing on if you just focus on end then let's not be surprised that you feel there's a dark cloud following you everywhere you go you know what I mean so thank you for sharing that I think that was that, that was fantastic for me for sure and it, yeah and it could be both right I mean it could be all of those things mixed together this is an ending it's a death it's a mourning it's a, it's a whole thing. And right there, it's this birth of possibility of like, okay, what happens now? Right. Uh, I said this to Joe when we were talking this week, right? Like 
I, I just, I just thought that didn't my ex and I deserve at least a chance of having a, like creating a, a life that we wanted, you know, didn't we at least deserve a chance to grow that to birth that to have something new. And right. And so if we, it can be all of it, right. It can be all of it. it's messy and you're losing ground and you're finding yourself again. And it's, it's, it's everything, you know, every, anything that's ever transformative and, you know, the death and the rebirth and, you know, I think it's very important as, as well to re, you know remember that we are human if you're going through that. And you know it's okay to get pissed off and feel all the feels, you know, but also yet mourn what is you know happening because it is an ending and it is a, a death and it deserves a mourning phase, right? Because if you just don't acknowledge it at all, you're just kind of sweeping that literally for somebody else to have to deal with that's going to, you know, show up in the future but then the beautiful like new birth that comes it's like a, you know the the caterpillar right. the butterfly like literally it's like after mine like i don't know what happened for like two years of my life i kind of like just went <laughs> yeah and did a kundalini teacher training and i was like who who am i what's up world let's do this but for two years i was yeah. i don't want to do like, anything what the heck is going on <laughs> Where are you yeah going? yeah um, um so what I separated, I guess, um, beginning of 2019 was my separation. And so when, when and I, I said this, and I don't mean to make light of this, obviously, but when COVID came around and people were like, how are you? What's going on? And, yeah, and like in my personal life, I'm like, oh, my life has been a shit show for like a year. <laughs> like I haven't had, I, I have been living in chaos, like. Uh, this throwing a global pandemic and like uh, I mean it's okay and also like like you said I don't know what the hell's been happening for the last year and a half so um, it's just pile on I don't know it was uh, <laughs> the transition and, wasn't that hard for me <laughs> well one thing I want to um, really you know for people that may have just hopped on make you know also really clear for people out there that, that you are a mom you have two you know beautiful little girls and and I've found in my past, like growing up, a lot of people are like, I can't do this because of the kids. I can't do this because of the kids. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important because I've seen the families that didn't do it because of the kids. And I so want to scream, like, you don't think your kids don't know that you don't like each other? Right. Pretty right. sure they have a good idea. Mom doesn't like dad. Right. And my, I was watching you guys last week. And Michael, you had said something about... Um, we don't really talk about the impact of kids when their parents stay in a cruddy marriage, right? right? Like that's a real impact that you can have. But I think my children were a big motivator too because I do have two girls and what example am I setting for them if I stay in something? Uh, like what, what relationship am I modeling if I stay? Right. right? And to know that like I want them to see both of us live fulfilling lives even if that means that we can't do it together. But it's really interesting. I, I'm, I'm a kid of divorce, but my parents divorced. And when I, when I made the decision to divorce, my dad, who I turned 80 today, he's 80 today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> still, we just <laughs> talked about this the other day. He still has so much guilt for leaving the marriage. Mm. Um, 40 some years right and I'm like listen uh 
I think you need to forgive yourself for not thinking that a marriage is the gold standard of a good life. And like, why would I want, why would I have wanted you to stay in that marriage for 35 years that made you miserable? Why would I want you to do that to yourself? Like you had a, you have a great life. Like, why would I, you know? Uh, yeah. And so I think that the kids add a different element to it. Right. It's, it's, I think much trickier, much trickier. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I just had dogs. Yeah. So. But I, I, I yes. think that the dogs, dogs are a lot of work, Joe, I will say they are. But, and I think the dogs help us stay friendly because yeah. we, you know, just like kids, we, you know, yeah. had them for a little, she had them for a little and I couldn't, you know, like tell my dogs, Hey, your mom sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I could have, I well, probably understood anyway. It gives you the crappy peanut butter. Right. Yes. right. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't tell you that, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. Um, but you know, I, I think what's interesting, cause what, when you were talking about that, I thought, you know, I wonder if, when we hear like those statements of like, I can't do it because of the kids. I almost want to, you know, like have like a little exercise and be like, try, try to say, I, 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 I can't do happiness. I can't choose happiness, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like, if you think being miserable and choosing like this kind of unfulfilling life is being there for your children, I understand it's still tricky to make those changes, but wow, that's gotta be heavy and exhausting too. And I just think what happens sometimes from change, or I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to say this for the rest of the night because I love it. But when you're when you're in that birthing process of a, of a new you or even a new relationship, I mean, I mean, I have the same similar kind of relationship with my ex-wife too. She's fantastic. We get along great. I mean, it, it, she's just it, the version of this makes perfect sense. And but yet I've watched her grow in the last four or five years like phenomenally. I mean, she's got if you want to look at material thing, brand brand new car. She's got her own home, but at work, she is like crushing it. So sometimes it's just interesting to see how maybe like just creating some space, everybody gets to grow. You know what I mean? Now, again, that doesn't mean like we all say like just the pain, the hurt, the healing. Yes. But it's just interesting, you know, when you just create some space, now everybody can expand in a way that maybe they just didn't even think was possible. Mm. It's, as I, you know, look around and, and read things and see things and know my own experience, I feel that like people that have actually gone through divorce like grow so much and then actually like become it's the the, the divorce was the best thing that happened. Right. And it bloomed, you know, all of us into these new versions of ourselves. That and I, I say this a lot, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing this right now if I was if I didn't get divorced. Yeah. Like I can't imagine that I would be sitting on the floor without a couch, you know, <laughs> talking about this stuff. Like, hold on, hold on, honey, I got an IG live. See, that almost sounds like the reason, yeah, that almost sounds exactly what would happen if you got divorced, right? I, I'm sitting on the floor. I mean, if you think about when I got divorced and I'm over here, I'm like, I literally had a, I think there was a plant with like rocks in it and then a patio furniture chair. That's it. Like, like a folding one, right? Yeah. Like from 1975. I'm like, wow, oh, this is, and a bed that was already in the house for like 10 years. I'm like, this is, this is happening. All right. And it took me a while because I was like, why don't you get furniture? I'm like, are you serious? Let me mourn. All right. So I don't need to buy a couch just yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, so it's interesting when you say that, it's like, 
it's so funny though because the things that i think have truly changed in our worlds is probably like how we feel inside the the, the courage to have i mean because again carrie i know you don't know me as well as joe does but like this was a step out for me like joe and i are best friends for almost 30 years so we've been talking about we need to do this we should do this stuff i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> Sure thing, man. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, if he forgets, he forgets. And then so, you know, that is, and then all of a sudden, it's like, we're doing this. I'm like, we're doing this. And, and so here we are. So again, yeah, I could feel that. I feel that sentiment. So I heard this earlier today in my new favorite place, TikTok. Sorry, Instagram. <laughs> um, but it was this dude, and he's, you know, probably sitting on the floor. And he was like, all right, so uh, the two richest men in the world couldn't figure out how to keep a marriage going, and I'm living in a basement. How the hell am I supposed to keep a marriage going? Stay in the basement. Just stay. <laughs> all right, just stay, stay in there. the basement. Um, what, what do we think about that, about Bill and Melinda and, uh, I don't know, the, the Amazon dude's story? But I thought Bill and Melinda was, was pretty interesting to pop at the beginning know, of the week with, with this conversation happening. I don't know the dynamics, uh, obviously, or the background of, you know, any of their relationships. But if I was to generalize on the most shallowest of, of ways, obviously money is not like a guarantee for happiness or love. So, or, or relationship for that matter. You know what I mean? Because obviously not. You're talking about the people who could buy, I don't know, a planet. And that's <laughs> not enough. You know what right. I mean? It's not even enough to distract. That's the thing, like, oh, okay, so I, I don't really love you, but I've got this giant house where if I really didn't want to see you, that would be possible. Well, <laughs> you know? right, and I mean, yeah. they could have been living in that giant house for years not seeing and that not being at all that. until they were like, oh, we gotta go do that foundation bullshit. You really gonna wear that? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Yeah. That's the story I, I tell myself. So I mean, so so Carrie, do you do you think do you think that economics still plays a big? Now I understand that the, uh, you know, as as people move through things, the financials can obviously become important. But do you feel that ec the economics of the relationship or finances of the relationship can also be drivers to yeah, for to make this I decision? Do. Okay. I do, and again, and so again my experience, right, is that, um, is it, um, <laughs> my phone is going to die. So I'm going to be super profesh and change location so I can go, uh, plug in my phone. Uh, okay. uh speaking, I'm, it's funny you're talking about all this stuff. So I live in an apartment and my daughters wanted their own room. So I had to turn my, the living room into my bedroom. So I don't have a couch either, Joe. So nice. I just, See, want you to know that. There, there, so let me, so let me just say then a takeaway for everybody on here. All right, you yeah. can succeed and be fulfilled in life without a couch. Without a couch, or a couches are so overrated. Or, or Seriously, there's a takeaway. Barely Simplified. a phone that uh, is charged when you're going to do an Instagram live with your friends. Um, so I mean, my um, yeah, I think economics it depends. And again, if I'm talking about um kind of traditional marriages traditional meaning you know heterosexual cisgender uh and there's children involved it tends and i would say this isn't true for all of the marriages that i know of but like for the majority of them there's one partner that makes more 
and there's one partner and when there's children involved that winds up being the primary caregiver and nine i'd say 99 of the time it's the woman who winds up being the primary caregiver and I, like i was no exception to that and so what i was at a severe economic disadvantage when i decided to leave um yeah and i think a lot of the women that i know who are in similar situations that is really why they call me how do i get to the first how do i get through the first six months like he's not going to give me any money you know like he like the money is the power the money is the power and and she doesn't have any and one somehow so many of us have ended up in that position you know and i think it's it's it, it's a reality of being a mother versus a father in that you know like you physically need to take time away <laughs> like after you have babies right like sure. there's i mean shit gets messed up down there right so like, <laughs> <laughs> that was away, everybody. I love you, let's be real yeah so <laughs> you just there's a lot there's a lot of healing a lot of healing that needs to happen uh and you know <laughs> Um, so I think, yeah, I think it, it kind of stems from that couples. I know where children are not involved couples. I know where both both spouses are working and have full-time jobs. Then no, I don't think economics is an issue, but, um, for that kind of children, primary caregiver, primary breadwinner, uh, scenario. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, I left with like a few thousand dollars and I seriously don't know how I, I just, it was like one step after another, after another that I just kept getting supported and supported and supported. Like, I mean, I, I we're talking about like living, living in a, I moved into like a giant farmhouse and rented a single room with a bed, like a single bed and a dresser. Wow. And uh, and it was like living in a, an old farmhouse with like beat up ladies in their forties and like twenty. <laughs> 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 we all honest. were like, "What the hell just happened? And why are we living in this house together?" When you said you awesome. moved into when you said you moved into a farmhouse with, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's going to name some kind of farm animal." Like she had to live with a farm animal. This is going to be interesting yeah. to hear. <laughs> well, it, you know, it was a. I would, and I will like be forever grateful to this horse sanctuary that <laughs> that rented out rooms to like lost women. That's <laughs> how wow. I like survived. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so this is just I think a funny story when Amy and I um, first like actually separated and went and lived in other places. I rented this studio apartment in West Philly. And I swear to God, it was like the janitor's closet that they converted <laughs> it into a, into a studio apartment. And it was like the apartment building had its own entrance. And I'm, my apartment was the only one that had its own entrance, like separate from everything else. Because it literally was like where they kept the cleaning supplies and the brooms. And they were like, Wait, we can put a kitchen and a bathroom in there. This is great. Yeah. What's that new yeah. cologne you're wearing? Ammonia? Yeah. <laughs> clean these days <laughs> <laughs> mr clean mr clean all right, all right. Yeah, i was like i think i'm living in a, in, a, in a cleaning closet but it's cool i'll tell you though you know just totally off topic but on topic though in terms of your living places you've had some very unique living situations though i, mean, I just the photo studio here that oh. didn't have a shower <laughs> you didn't have no. a shower no i lived in a place that had a half bath Right. My parents lived like three blocks away. So he would go to his parents to <laughs> so shower. So I would go to my parents and shower. Oh, oh my awesome. gosh. 
Is you that even do, legal? Right? That's not legal. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't legal. No. But I was renting the photo studio, and there was this big empty room on the other side. I'm like, can I live here? And they're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not sure. going hygiene, are you? Because <laughs> I had a wa there was no kitchen. I had a walk. Oh, that's a right. College no bridge. Kitchen. Like there was it. no kitchen either. This is just literally like, yeah, just a studio, literally a studio apartment. Without the <laughs> and I moved into the apartment I'm in now. I'm like, this is the shitty apartment I should have had in my 20s. And I just <laughs> <laughs> like, right. passed through that phase. This is, <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel now. I'm like, I got my tapestry. I'm like living like the, yeah. you know, the college bohemian in the opium den. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some Mad Dog 2020 Show up in here. Lamp. Yeah, and you're. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Karen, I want I want to ask you though to a follow up to, to what you were saying though too about aunts and uncles. Yeah. Do people is that something that people are still struggling with? Like not just their spouse or their kids, but they are also feeling the pressure from extended family, friends, colleagues. Even is that is that still kind of like a heavy burden people are carrying into a divorce? I think there's still a lot of shame around it. Ah. Right. I think there's still a lot of shame around it. So whether it's it's I mean, even like, um, I went to the bank because I finally like got my social security number, like got my new social security card and my new license. And I had to go to the bank like two weeks ago to get my, to change the name on my account. And I had shame and they were like, oh, is it because you got married? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> the other thing. I like, the other thing. Like, I, I try and be like, better divorce and like <laughs> nine times out of ten if it's like a lady i'm talking to she's like high five um <laughs> <laughs> but i still think there's um, a lot of like i think there's a lot of shame around it right like okay um this the status of it right of it, it feels like a failure right i mean we right. value marriage we value long-term commitment in this society like you know, up until like how I file my taxes. And like, we have all of these kind of incentives for, for being married in this society. So I think, um, and especially, I, I think my my kind of stumbling, not stumbling box, but con most of my convincing had to do with older generations. So when I say aunts and uncles, and sure. and uh, it's because I think it's an older generation that, you know, thinks that we're not sticking it out or like doing the right thing by our kids, right? Because there's right. different standards and they, they persist they persist yeah. and you know you're, it's so interesting you're, you, you're saying these things that just keep making me think because our last two our last two uh, conversations that we've had were, were obviously about relationships and the one thing that i kind of like i go off about I and mean, it's just something i'm trying to work through is is you know when i think about a relationship i would love to believe that love is the core value driver foundation what you know at the end of the day it's like why are you together like if you tell me if you start off with well you know he's got a good job what well she's really he takes out the garbage really i'm just like he never oh. takes out the garbage joe yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I love them i love so like you when you say there's a lot of incentives that's interesting to me because i think that that again pulls the focus away from this I don't know, beautiful energy that you would think be, be, would be between two people that are pulling towards each other. But when you say something like that, which I agree with, the incentives, it's like, now it's like talking, to me it feels like a, uh, you know, a, an organization that these two people are trying to like hit these sales goals. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. can we make this organization look good? I'm like, 
that's it seems very transactiony to me and i think that's you know again if that's where people's focus are are we surprised when they get to a point where like i'm not feeling the romance or the intimacy i'm like well where were what was the found what were you what was what were you standing on because again it was the incentive like let's do this for the kids it's better for tax purposes our families really want us to get to you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know i don't know what your thoughts are on something like that yeah, well, I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying before, like the people who I talk to where this is a real possibility, they don't have that, that anchor to okay. go back to, right? Like it wasn't ever really there. And so why do we do it in the first place? And I think that the answer for that is, uh, <laughs> 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 um, I love her. Okay. Um, so, um, so, you know, what is the reason? And we all have our different reasons for doing it, right? right. And 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 then it kind of what you were talking and what i thought was at some point we 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 do kind of i think a lot of us let go of the love of the like the work and yeah i remember you're talking about this last week because it is work right it is right. work to um to stay in something that ebbs and flows goes back and forth and then to continuously make that decision to choose that person right. you know come back to that person again yeah. and and again and and like if if we don't have those touch points and if there weren't touch points there in the first place um what are we going back to all the time yes yeah and that's and honestly carrie that's why i feel it it makes sense to people and seems a very logical to do the work but i'm like again once again that's like another business organization term to me like, right you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's how that's how i interpret it. that's how i feel about right. it so like but to your point and that's what i try to get to i'm like but if you don't have this like core the love is there maybe it just kind of got covered by whatever and we kind of got distracted so let's just pull the covers off that's going to be our driver but like what you said though if that's really not there what are we working to, towards is it just to maintain the facade of an institution called marriage you know what i mean yeah, and there, I mean, yes, then there's, you know, this is the idea of safety and security and partnership and, uh, you know, it, that's hard to walk away from, even if there's nothing else there, right? Isn't that so hard to walk away from? Right. And you really are recreating yourself again. So it's like this, a whole new birth. Uh, but I just want to go back a little bit. Um, cause I, I, I love, I love you, Michael. And, um, <laughs> uh -oh. what's about to happen? Something's about to happen. Here it comes. Here there's it comes. a great, there's a great book. Uh, Hold on, I'm going to call my mom. I think it might, might be an audible special, like one of those only available on audible, but it's called love is not always enough. And it's so good. Cause it like, he, it's an audible book. So it's like he goes through literally coaching sessions with people in relationship and different things. And sometimes love just isn't enough. You know, like we, you know, maybe like we, there's love, but just sometimes it's like, I love you so much. We have to break up oh, so I we can actually that. fully be ourselves. Yeah. I, 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 I fully subscribe to that. I, that's why I'm trying to say like, to me, that's saying like, listen, sometimes love isn't enough to like get, yes. My whole thing is like, when you know that though to to go through the mindset of, but let's just keep working at it that's what i don't get you know what well, I mean? right right but even looking at your experience and unless justine said mike this is over right. like we've talked about would you've really done anything 
Well, I mean, again, because I don't, I lack courage, um, probably <laughs> not, uh, probably not. But, you know, but I, I was, I was also fully aware, though, of where we were at, what we were experiencing, what we were not experiencing, though, too, you know, what I mean, and that's why, but we did the, we tried the work to a certain extent, though, too, where we did right. therapy. We well, did I, I think most people do try, like, Amy and I tried things. We talked to people. We went to counseling and therapists and did all the things. It was just like, but that's what I, but see, but that's kind of making it worse. I, <laughs> the people I know who do that feel, I, I feel a lot of it is outside pressure. Uh huh. Outside right. pressure to like go to therapy and make it work. Like from uh -huh. Yes. That's what I'm, that's, to me, that's, that's what I, like, irks me when I hear, like, this out, now again, I, I, Joe will say, like, sometimes I go to the extreme with how I interpret things, which I totally recognize, but when I hear, like, hey, when you're in a relationship, you got to realize relationships are hard, and they're very demanding, and you've got to do this, and you got to put in the work, I'm thinking, I feel you to a point, though, like, at, at some point, we also have to kind of reassess and be like, are we just working? <laughs> but you're like, is that all we're doing you know what i yeah. mean and that's where i'm just like so then when the to me then like to your point joe what even with about that audible book okay so not even feeling the love that doesn't seem to really be a driving force we're, we're working like it's we're on a construction site that doesn't seem to be doing it either so let's make a change well right but again it comes back to literally you know the last conversations that we had the last couple of weeks actually communicating with right. your partner right so if, if if partners are communicating always right we should know what's happening where typically what's happens like people aren't communicating and then all and i don't want to say all of a sudden like everybody knows that shit is wrong like i knew shit was off in my marriage right. and but i was still surprised you know i was like oh right well of course you know, so it's like everyone's kind of going to get thrown off a little bit. But I think when you're like at that phase, everybody kind of knows. And then it's just we weren't talking. And we that, weren't communicating. But that's, but that's, and now, hey, guess what? I don't like you anymore. You know, but that's what I would that, to me. That would be my preference in all of this, like approach to relationships is why don't we just why don't we you know start having the, the the conversation being about conversation and not about doing work like once you get into a relationship whatever kind of relationship it is whatever dynamic it looks like like talk and if you if you don't feel comfortable to honestly express yourself with the person you're in a relationship with that should be some type of indicator that should be a huge a huge that something that's something sign. something is off between what what you think you have and what you really have right? and again i'm not trying to say like every conversation is easy but you would think that the person you're going to engage with in a relationship this like really just very intimate because it's you two if you don't feel that 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 comfort that welcoming i can talk to you about anything my goodness you know what i mean now you now it's gonna feel like work uh -huh. <laughs> because right. I'm, I'm gonna hide i'm gonna hide my truth i'm gonna put my energy into just trying to bury this you know what i mean right so <clears throat> excuse me i would love to uh just throw it out there because it's it that's went fast um it's 851 <laughs> anybody out there watching have any questions or want to want to throw anything at any of us please feel free um i should have said that earlier my bad see um, see that's perfect that's exactly what i was trying to talk about
The conversation's early. <laughs> Say what you want early. <laughs> right. Well, we, you know, we were so in it before before making it seem like the, the the demise of the relationship is what's causing you now to want something else. You know, I, I'd like to I'd like people to like really try to sink into their own self awareness and like talk about what you want right now. You know what that is. You feel that. You know what I mean. You recognize that and talk about it now. Because then what happens is like, well, the relationship went south. Now that's why I want this. And then really, sometimes I get it. Maybe yes, but like. It's it's within you. You've been carrying that around within you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> also, Carrie, because you teach the yoga and things, do you have anything <laughs> going on that, that um, and things, you'd like to share with the world? Uh, you, you, want, you got anything to plug? No. Okay. <laughs> That's so All awesome. right, then. <laughs> hey, no, tell us all about the great stuff I, happening in your life. I, nah. I got I went back into the matrix and got a full-time job. Right, um, right, right. So, <laughs> so I'm not really teaching anymore. But I will say that this is not a plug, but I do really do feel like uh, going through divorce and, you know, similar life shifts, it was a big, um, was part of my path to in liberation, was part of my yoga, 100%. Um, and and all of the all of you know especially in the philosophical realms of it and and i mean all of it really i mean it's physical it's you know breath it's everything so i do really feel like making that that journey divorce was definitely for me and about you know framing it that way was really helpful to get me through it yeah you got to use all of the tools that we have in our toolbox and remember yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know if I would have gotten through it, and I don't even know if I'm through it. I mean, it's been two and a half years. I don't know if I'm through it, but, you know, I think that um, I, I don't know. I would have drank a lot more <laughs> if I didn't have, I didn't have you know, the tools. Right. I, in my coach training, in one of the, the many classes about relationships, they actually said that it takes almost two years for our body to come back into homeostasis after a divorce. I feel that. I feel like this is a grief, like the whole grief of it. What? Yeah. 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 And it's really important to take care of that, like ourselves, your, as we're your going hair. through it. Yeah. If we take. I mean, I lost my hair. <laughs> I'm kidding. My hair fell out when I was 21. <laughs> right when you should have been out there dating. My, my, exactly. Crazy. If I would have been dating, I probably would have kept my hair. Your, no. your hair, you, your hair divorced you when you were twenty-one. Yeah, because you had to settle down. See ya. Set him out. You killed me. Like I'm out. Crazy. I'm out. Yeah, like if you're not gonna use this, I'm out. <laughs> That's exactly what it said. That's, um, That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, thank you so much for, oh, uh, for hanging out and uh, yeah, talking. Thank you for about... educating. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I feel smarter. Um, it, it was great having you. Michael and I are planning some interesting things. With... Yeah, plug something you're doing. What are you doing? With... 
I'm what am I doing? You now. What do you plug something? Where can I? All right, let me you? plug something. <laughs> uh, I am. It's not launching yet, but it's very soon. I, I have a conversation tomorrow, and then I'll be able to put it out. But I'm doing a uh, summer meditation. Some summer meditation camp, a five day online Zoom in the morning meditation practice. Cool. What time? They will meet in Zoom from seven to eight a.m. Nice. And we'll 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 meditate. We'll journal. We'll talk. So. It like helps everyone realize that yeah, we can meditate. You don't have to be a wizard. And then hopefully after the end of the five days, you actually keep keep doing it, even if it's just for a couple minutes. So a little fun meditation summer camp. So if I am a wizard, I can't come. No, wizards are allowed. Okay. Wizards and witches, <laughs> um, aliens, star seeds against the wizards. Go ahead. <laughs> I love the wizards. I am a wizard. Here it comes. Uh, nice. um, so yeah, that's what's happening. How about you, Michael? What you got? Uh, I'm doing all the things with all the people over there at the places. It's going to be exciting. Um, I'm going <laughs> to be, uh, <laughs> I thought, well, I, I, I'll be teaching a summer class. I'm excited about that, a psychology class. I took on a summer uh, teaching class, which is going to be interesting. It's going to be super long. So um, the results on the work environment, we've been having great conversations. So it looks like we're going to start adding some virtual sessions, but also probably doing some hopefully physical on-site stuff starting in August and September. And then you and I have a six-week journey of a class of some sort with the talking and the helping. And yeah, yeah, I almost forgot about that. That's coming up uh, sometime soon in the future. Right. Lean in and expand. Yes. That's what it'll be called. And we're excited about that. Uh, we're, you know, building it out and having fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. But, you know, at the same time, it's like my tree, they're, the leaves, they're there. So I'm, this is the time of year I get super excited. So because I'll, I'll be outside a lot more. So, and I also want to throw Michael under the bus one more time. Um, we're planning on having musical guests on the show as well. So once Michael, you know, starts reaching out to those musicians, friend that he knows, we're going to start having musical guests on at the end of the show as well to, to sing us some songs. I did do the reach out for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we just lose control completely and keep Carrie all night long, thank you all so much. Thank you, thank Carrie. You. I love you. Thank you, thank you Michael. You. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, share this with your friends. If you know they couldn't join us tonight, it's always lives in uh, IGTV land and on um, my podcast. So have a wonderful night, everybody. I love you all. Stay safe out there. Take care. Big love. Yeah. <laughs>